Hi. Hello, welcome. I'm MJ. And I'm Alex. And this is the Pen Pals Guide to Life in Literature. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things writing. But before we get into that, we said last week that we were going to be answering a question in each episode. This time, most of the questions we got were about writing, so we compiled them all into this one episode. For example, I had someone ask me a very interesting question and ask me for advice on sexuality, and we are already planning on making a whole episode about that, so that's why we're not answering it this time. Oh, um, so before we get into the questions and stuff, we have a bunch on writing, but I, uh, MJ, I wanted to ask, what book are you reading right now? I thought it might be kind of fun if we, like, say what books we're reading, tell people a little bit about them, the authors, how we like it so far. Yeah, okay. Um, so right now I'm reading this book called Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. It's about this boy named, I think you pronounce it in English, you pronounce it Yadriel. I think it would be Jadriel because he's Latinx. I like it the way you say it. You just say it however you, <laughs> however you say it. Um, and he lives in Los Angeles with, and, and his family is Latinx and he's going through the struggles of trying to to fit into a family of brujos and brujas while being transgender and also he gets tangled with he's trying to summon the spirit of his recently deceased cousin but instead he summons uh, the spirit of a teenage boy who gets them into a lot of trouble um, oh, we love and I it. think so far I haven't finished it, but so far, it's really good. Um, the Latinx representation uh, seems really good. I'm not, my, my culture is not obviously not the same as uh, all other countries in Latin America. But from what I know of those other cultures, it seems pretty accurate. Um, the book is really sweet. The characters are really likable. Um, and yeah it's fun read so far uh i'd recommend it to anyone else i still haven't finished it but maybe next time i'll give my rating on it okay that sounds awesome we love to see the representation yeah yeah i i I think it's a really cool concept that the author took and apparently they did it really well it had great reviews so yeah oh what about you but how's the cover Oh, the cover's really pretty. Yeah. It's like, uh, it. we love here, Alex and I both <laughs> uh, love animated covers. Oh, the, um, uh, the it's the illustrated. Illustrated, like, not animated. Well, I mean, also animated. Like, if it's like a digital illustration, that would be cool, too. Um, but, oh, my no. God, the illustrated covers. It's just like, it's like you get art and a book. And also, whoever said don't judge a book by its cover obviously didn't read. <laughs> obviously didn't know anything about marketing yeah <laughs> um, no but the cover is really pretty it's like red and it has these two boys the spirit boy and Gabriel looking all badass mm. and then it has the Santa Muerte behind them I think that's the Santa Muerte if it's not I'm so sorry uh, 
but I think so. That's the, the like the deity they talk about in the book. So, um, oh. yeah, the cover is really pretty. Um, but yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, okay. So I am not far at all. Like I literally just started. Um, this is like a book that I've been reading before bed. Um, so I'm just like taking my time with it, especially because it's like I I can tell it's gonna be a dense like you know mm-hmm. more dense harder to read book um it's also not my usual like cheesy romance like super easy to read basically like you know cookie cutter i love that yeah. stuff but uh so this is it's good to branch out it's yeah good to branch no out. definitely and uh so so this is one of oprah's it's uh oprah's book club pick for 2019 it's called the water dancer by i really hope i'm not completely butchering this name but ta ta nahisi coats so i i'm not sure if that's how you say it but, i don't know um, at all. basically i mean like i said i'm not that far into it but i don't like to read blurbs so i don't actually know like what it's going to be about, it's about. but it's really interesting so far so you see there's this guy named hi and it seems like he's living on like a like a plantation it it's uh in i think it said virginia um but i'm not exactly sure if it's like the normal world like you know further like back a lot of years um when mm-hmm. slave like when slavery wasn't abolished yet or if it's like a more fictional world um that's like modern ish um because all you see is like the I mean, it's not it's not modern because there's like horses and there's like carriages and stuff. Um, but there's also like magic. So I, I don't know if it's mm. magic, but basically like Hi Hiram is the main character, and mm-hmm. he gets into this like is there's a there's a situation that happens, and instead of dying, he's like going towards this blue light that he recognizes from memory and Hiram has a like photographic or iodetic memory and he, he remembers mm-hmm. everything he reads and sees and like he remembers people and it said it was like really in detail but he was like if you if uh my it was basically like my mom's um aunt's sister's goldfish like if you told me the name of the goldfish i would remember it and like stuff like that um but so far it's really interesting like i'm kind of digging the fantasy books recently like you know we talked about last time we both read like akatar but then we also um both moved on to like the, the book of the, of the air, the air yeah i've been getting into fantasy a little bit that. more too yeah and yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that's kind of it's gonna kind of be like a fantasy book, but whatever it is, I'm I'm liking it so far. So, For some yeah. reason, when you when you said the title, I thought it was gonna be um, nonfiction, but yeah, it's pretty- when I bought it, I thought it was nonfiction. Um, my it's, my grandma like actually recommended it to me. She was like, oh. "You have to read this book," and I was like. I don't know what it's about, but okay. And I went and bought okay. it. And it's actually a really beautiful cover. It's this, it's, I'm guessing it's high rum under the water. So it's like, you can see oh. him. He's like face down in the water. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It's really beautiful cover. So I, I, 
we're gonna I guess we'll talk more about it next time see how I liked it but yeah, yeah. Um, one one last little thing I wanted to add before we started is that we wanted to thank you all for all the love we received on the first yes. episode we really weren't expect- expecting anyone yeah. to listen this was but, just kind of us talking like we usually do and it, yeah. it was so fun for us to record that first episode and like to see the feedback and the, like the love and people enjoying our friendship as much as we do and that's kind yeah. of like what we wanted we just wanted like yeah. people we wanted people to like be able to like see our friendship and be a part of it like you know like yeah, ask questions like they're like, with us. yeah exactly i love i love this and apparently the people who listened like it so yeah um, we hope you'll stick with us we'll hope we hope you'll enjoy it. and we thank you a lot if you shared it we've seen if all, you've seen the tiktok friends. hopefully maria um <laughs> says something funny again that we can use for the next one <laughs> Follow me on TikTok, please. Follow me on TikTok. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'll be duetting but... that when I look presentable. Okay. okay. You wanna okay. I'll I'll do the first question. You ready to just jump right in? Yeah, let's just jump jump right in. Uh... Okay. How do you deal with writer's block? I don't. <laughs> Yeah, okay. You want to try answering? Okay, first of all, um, we should clarify this goes for this question and every other question that we have here that what works for some people might mm-hmm. not work mm-hmm. for others. Because it works for me doesn't mean it will it would work for other people. Everyone has their process. You have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have our different of- mental illnesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, try different things, find your own like rituals, find your own space, your own time and the way that it's all about, it's all about like rhythm, you know, like it's different. Yeah. It's so different for different people. But once you find it, you find your rhythm, you stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like once it's you find what works, just stop. Just stop trying everything else. If you find yeah. something that works, just do it. Like just do it that way. Don't don't um, fix what's not broke. Yeah. Okay, writer's block. To me, the way I deal with writer's block is I usually watch online classes or just authors talking about their books or their writing because seeing other people talking very passionately about what they love to do that's the same thing i love to do it inspires me to sit down and write when i'm when i haven't been able to um it doesn't help if if the ideas are not flowing it probably won't make them flow but it'll at least force me to sit down and start thinking i think that's the only thing besides reading um, I read a lot when, I, when I'm not writing just because always being in contact with things that are similar to what you're trying to do will, will help you gain a lot of insight into what you should apply, what you like, what you don't like, what you shouldn't apply. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I do. Okay. How, I mean, how I deal with writer's block. Like I said, I don't. Um, I'm... <laughs> 
you you've probably seen this in my bios on everything but i'm a professional procrastinator and um i don't think that that should be hyperbole because why did i not just say exaggeration just now whatever anyways (laughs) um if if i'm actually like actively trying to deal with it i will try to do sprints so you can find things on like twitter or whatever there's like writing sprints accounts or you just find an accountability partner and Uh you're just like okay three two one go we're gonna write um like a thousand words Uh and like you you don't stop until you write a thousand words like even if it's just absolute gibberish yeah you know i i love the quote and it's like you can't edit what doesn't exist so basically like it, it you just need to make it exist it doesn't matter if it's good it's only for you yeah. like the first draft at least um but yeah outlining and planning is easy for me to do all the time i never get outlining and planning block so i do that i make pinterest boards like i basically do everything but right until i have to like force myself to because i'm like <laughs> this book is never going to exist um and then like scheduling time to sit down and write if if i don't do that like if if i don't set the time like even if i'm just sitting down and doing nothing like i need to have that time where i'm like if i decide to write i will do it Mm -hmm. so i don't know i guess i don't deal with it very well but that's fine no well you had a a lot no what one more thing is that yeah i just remembered um when you said about sprints and about accountability partners, it kind of ties into what I said before about watching online classes or just authors speaking about their own work. One thing I that really pushes me forward, and I hope I don't sound cheesy, is when I talk to Alex about what she's doing and when she tells me about what she's planning, what she's writing, um, and anything like that. It kind of it also gets me talking about what I'm trying to write, and it makes me think we bounce off ideas off each other all the yeah, time i was just gonna say we like bouncing off ideas from another person is so helpful yeah yeah i think that's you always have a lot of um because it's another person that's not inside your head so they'll mm. have you, it doesn't mean you have to take them um but talking about it with another person will probably give you a different perspective um and a lot of times it happens that alex will tell me well what if this were to happen and it had never crossed my mind and i'm like oh my god that's perfect yes yeah um so i love it when that happens that click it's just that click moment yeah you know it just everything falls into place yeah like you feel like it was usually when you tell me something it's like it's right there but i've been so concerned (laughs) on feeling like i'm blocked I won't see it, and you're like, okay, well, I'm the only I'm the only one that can read the words on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, yeah, literally. That sounds sexual, but it's (laughs) (laughs) that sounded so intimate. (laughs) It's okay. Um, you want to read the next one? Moving on. Um, (laughs) what are the most important things that you've learned since you started writing? Um, good thing I prepared a little bit. (laughs) Okay, so I I have quality over quantity here. So what I mean by this is basically at the beginning, when I first started writing, I don't know if any of you were like, were reading my books when I first started writing, but I was, I was pushing out like 
three chapters a day, like maybe more. And I was like, I, I, I had a schedule saying I would um, publish a chapter once every like week. But then I was like, oh, actually, I'm going to have like 47 in a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> so eventually it was like, I'm going to I'm going to do like one every three days. And I didn't. I wasn't editing them. Um, the only thing I was using was like Grammarly to check my I, I didn't have anyone looking over them. I was just I was just like a machine. But that means that I wasn't paying attention to like overall. It was just one chapter at a time. So nothing was connected. Like I didn't have an idea of where the book was going to end. And I just really like you should, I think, focusing on quality of your chapters and like finishing it reading it over multiple times getting someone else to read over it like making sure it fits into your plot um rather than just pushing out chapter after chapter just to you know just to get more chapters out there like yeah it's just not worth it yeah Um, that's just kind of like we were we are going to talk about um probably we're going to talk about Wattpad in the next episode but mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the of the downsides of Wattpad that wants comments comments and reads and you start being like okay I want my reads to increase so I should probably post another chapter people want another chapter so you're like okay I should write rush into writing this just so people are satisfied um mm-hmm. and ultimately it it doesn't work if you're not going at your own pace yeah and uh that kind of ties into what I was about to say next is not letting people influence your decisions with your book like don't let the people who like don't let your audience influence it so you're writing for you like you're writing this book for you you shouldn't be writing it for anyone else unless it you know that's like you can write for like a specific audience but don't don't do what everyone's telling you to do don't just write a book because everyone else is writing a book like you you need to have the right like mindset going into it I feel like like I don't think I had the right mindset like maybe yeah like writing the book overall I was just kind of like hey let's just like do this but I got so caught up in everything Mm -hmm. that I just didn't focus on the quality of my book that's what you tell me all the time is that um like professional writers or traditional writers that don't write on platforms where you're constantly getting feedback. They don't get feedback until their book yeah. is... Reviews. Yeah, until their book is published and out there for the world to see. They might get mm-hmm. it. They will obviously get it from publisher and, and editors and all that stuff, but not from a big amount of people. Um, yeah. That's another thing that Wattpad allows to just comment on every single line. So... Yeah, and when after it's like right after you read it. But if you were reading a published book, you're not just gonna like first of all, people don't go and just like DM an author mm-hmm. telling them this like very specific thing as they're reading usually. Yeah. They'd probably forget about most stuff yeah. and just think of key points. But yeah, when it's when it's like live like that, mm-hmm. it's uh it's a whole other ballpark. And also published work mm, makes it makes a reader feel a lot more detached from the author when you're reading online oh absolutely on a platform where you can just very easily leave your criticism and talk to the author um people are more willing you know to to criticize Mm -hmm. and scrutinize everything you do so yeah it's a it's about trying to stay focused on 
your story and what you want it to be and not mm-hmm. what others want because it wouldn't it wouldn't happen um if you were publishing traditionally you wouldn't know what other people think until it was out there for everyone to see yeah Oh, um, okay, and then last thing I'll say. Um, Don't listen to criticism unless it is helpful, which means it's either positive or negative, but it's not, like... Okay, so, for example, uh, you get ten comments saying, oh my god, your book is amazing, oh my god, your book is the best book I've ever read. And then you get ten comments saying, um, that, oh my god, that character sucks, she's so stupid, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. none of those are helpful because they're not actually telling you how you can fix something. So the only criticism that is helpful is, like, someone points something out and then they tell you why it doesn't work and they tell you how you could fix it. Well, what I don't agree with is um, putting maybe compliment or praise into the same as criticism because of course we're not saying that you shouldn't tell the author that you that or or as an author as a writer you should like ignore when people tell you that your book is good Uh, what we mean is for example um the other day i I had been getting a few comments on the same topic right and there was this one girl who commented explicitly about that and i'm wrote back saying like hey i've been getting a few messages about this i just want to ask how i can make this better and she explained and it was she she gave me feedback and that kind of thing is useful if you want it to if you want to change mm-hmm. if you think that people are right you could change it just don't listen to everything people say because in this case mm-hmm. everyone has opinions and everyone is going to disagree and no one is inside your head to know exactly what you want to say or, or what mm-hmm. you want to do with your book. So it's your book. Write it for you and take what you want and leave the rest. Um, yeah. What I what I meant about like the positive comments is like people let it go to their head uh, and they let other things fall behind. Uh, like if you think that your writing is perfect, why would you change exactly. anything? If everyone's telling you your writing is perfect, why would you change anything? But even if you are the most talented, most successful author in the world, you still are learning things. Yeah. Like there's always room for growth. Yeah. If you just tell yourself that um, every time you get criticism being like, Oh, well, no, but what I did is I'm not saying you should change if you don't want to what you already have but maybe take it into account for the next time you write another yes thing. yeah you know everything is a learning opportunity I know that sounds super preachy but it it really is true like learning from your own books mm-hmm. learning from your own experience mm-hmm. moving on okay uh, where do you get your ideas um, ideas for me, literally anywhere. If you were to ask me where I got my ideas for my my book that I already have, um, Are You Mine? I wrote that book. Uh, I said in the last episode that that book is about my life. It's about my experiences. So I wrote it all from memory. Um, different events that happened, different situations that I went through. Um... One thing I want to 
clear up here because once you open my book you can see that I've said that it's inspired by my life and it's basically what I just said that doesn't mean that every single little thing that I wrote in there is true it is a book it is dramatized um, so yeah for that book I got most of my ideas from things that had happened for the books I'm writing outside of that literally anywhere nowadays we have the advantage of carrying like a small little notebook everywhere it's in your phone you have it available anytime so maybe I'll be having a conversation with my friends and some someone will say something and I'll think oh that's a good idea for a book or oh that's a good line of dialogue that I could add yeah something. a good line yeah oh, I love that and I'll just write it down on on my notes app um, same thing goes for things you see on movies TV shows things you hear in music I get a lot of inspiration from my music just because music is different mm -hmm. to anything else in the sense that to me music is really powerful like it makes you feel a lot of things in like a short a very short amount of time so I get a lot of ideas from there but inspiration is literally everywhere anything you see anything you hear anything you smell could inspire you potentially to write something so just write everything down I, I have a sheet uh, on my notes that's just random things that I see or hear or smell or a certain feeling that I get I get a lot of ideas from my dreams too I have very vivid dreams um, so, so sometimes Same. I'll just wake up open my notes up and just write it all down and the next day it's just gibberish but it doesn't matter because it potentially mm -hmm. there could be like a little one little nugget of something that you could yeah, use yeah um i am a genius you wake up at four in the morning and you're like i am this a is genius. the best idea how did this happen and then you wake up and you're like girl girl boy <laughs> grass in house i have one of those <laughs> swimming like <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah, know um, but anyway, just write it down because it might be useful at some point. I would just say for ideas, kind of what Alex said last episode, write what you want to read. Anytime you mm. feel like, oh, I would like to read a fantasy book that's about a person lost in a world that's not their own and who meets this kind of person, write that. Write whatever you yeah. think you would enjoy reading. True. Okay. Um. Also, I have literally nothing to add to that <laughs> because that's everything. Like movies, music, TV shows, books. Mo probably mostly books and music. But yeah, no, you covered it all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, but most of all, I feel like getting ideas from from other people, not in the sense of they tell me, oh, you should write about this. But like interactions with other people, um, because that's what makes books good. Like feeling like it could potentially be something that could happen to you or that could ha happen to someone you know. All right. What are the pros and cons to using a pen name? I personally <laughs> don't think there are any cons that I've 
Uh, no, so me far. neither. Just that, like, maybe forgetting sometimes. <laughs> yeah, maybe, like, last episode, there were times that I that I confused your names. She she revealed my I'm identity. I'm so sorry. How dare I? But, yeah, I, I'm comfortable with people on, like, online just calling me M. I, I'm much more comfortable with that. Just... Because, I don't know, it's like, it allows you to be a little bit more separate with your personal life and what people see online. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm very shy and I'm very afraid. I've written about... I'm very shy. (laughs) I've written about a lot of people that I know, and if they found out, (laughs) I, I... I do not know what I would do, so I kind of have to use a pen name. Yeah, see, for me, I'm like, I've written too much about myself, <laughs> that I'm like, if people know, <laughs> also smile. Yeah. If anybody found R, mm-hmm. I'd, nope. My mom's like, why can't I read your book yet? Or my grandma, my grandma is like, oh my god, when can my I read your too. book? Because I still tell her about my books and stuff. She's like, when can I read your book? I'm like, ha, ah, one mm-hmm. day, you know. That's- one day sometime. that's the good thing about your parents and your grandparents not speaking english you can just write whatever you want and not be worried that they'll try to find it my my mom has tried to find it but... except your brother fun fun story story okay, time so one time we were facetiming and we like to edit and read our own chapters so that uh we can hear like what the tone is supposed mm-hmm. to be for the character so I'm reading my chapter out, and I'm reading a very like a particularly spicy <laughs> chapter. Um, and her, you know, her family mm-hmm. speaks Spanish, so it's fine. Like in the office where my brother had his PlayStation, oh. and my brother was sitting beside me. And my brother, oh. he he knows English. He's he's he, but he's not very good at it. So I thought we'd be safe. <laughs> yeah, we understand. Yeah, when she asked <laughs> if. It was fine. I said, no, it's fine. He's playing FIFA. He's not listening. And besides, he doesn't really understand. (laughs) And yeah, it was like a very particularly spicy chapter. And at some point, Alex said something like, I really hope no one, no one's listening to this. And I was like, yeah, don't worry. My brother doesn't understand. And my brother, who hadn't looked at me this entire time, who hadn't acknowledged my presence at all, was like, oh, yeah, I know you were speaking about this and this and like, doing this and like throwing your truck here I know, he, basically i know exactly what you've said this entire yeah, time and i'm like oh my god don't tell mom and then we were having dinner and he was like <laughs> you guys should hear about the things that alex and M talk about and i'm like you little weasel <laughs> oh i was so <laughs> red I don't know how I'm ever gonna face him. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. He he doesn't have a very good memory. He'll forget. That's great. I won't. But well, yeah. Summing up. Okay. I think it's a good idea to use a pen name, just because it allows you to keep a little bit of your privacy. Um, if you want yeah. to do that, if you just if you want the recognition for yourself, put your name out there. It's not. I don't think it's gonna change much yeah that's that's pretty much the only thing is like if you really want to be recognized as your own like i might if you were gonna like point to people or something then you know (laughs) use your name but 
I'm Spider-Man, so I'm just <laughs> I'm just flying low under the radar. Yeah, I, I'd rather do that. Yeah, covering my face on my TikToks on my Instagram. Yeah, I'm not very good at that, but it's fine. Well, you're more confident. You know what I look like. <laughs> um. Anyway, next question: Does being friends with other writers help you be a better writer yourself? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> no doubt. I think that having other writer friends is awesome. Uh, motivate each other, do challenges together, edit together. Yeah. And you're you're talking to people who are going through the exact same thing that you're going through, so. Yeah, I... Uh, it's just changed a lot when you have like a writing buddy like someone to hold you accountable someone who will call you out on your bullshit Mm -hmm. like you know things things that you just can't think of yourself and And lift you up just just have another thing that i've found helps it's not necessarily friends but i'm part of a lot of writers groups on facebook and they have like a hundred like thirty thousand to a hundred thousand people in them and you can just ask you just ask questions and so like you just get a flood of responses and that's really helpful too like if you just have a question that you like need to reach a broader base and people will answer it if they can like i ask questions about like police officers because you know there's police like out of a hundred thousand people you're gonna find one police officer that writes books and they'll help you out like i've i've had someone who is like i have gone through this exact situation i know exactly what the protocol is like it hospital like you know like just niche things and even like jargon just stuff that it's hard to find yourself these people are just so willing to help and then you help other people like if you're bored you just scroll through and answer stuff do you like this cover or not yes no what would i change about it like it's just yeah it's just really helpful and a lot of these people have been through like traditional publishing self-publishing like someone there has been through a different thing you know everyone's been through something at least different from you and that's helpful if you don't know how to approach someone just be nice just say hi most people who who doesn't want friends uh unless they're a mean person no one will turn you away if you just open up with something nice and not expect anything from the other person helpful piece of criticism i've ever received and like i don't want you to tell me what i want to hear because how would that ever help me mm-hmm. how would that ever get help me get any further than i am now true if you stay the same you're going in a straight line yeah. um okay moving on moving on um if if you could tell yourself when you first started writing anything what would it be write for yourself how about how about one thing yeah, if you could choose one thing to tell yourself. Um, yeah, we've talked about this a lot. That's write for yourself. When I started writing, not only was I writing what I thought other people wanted to read, but I was writing about someone who knew I was writing about them. So everything I wrote, I tried to fit it in a way that they would like it and not in a way that I liked it. And I censored a lot of things that I thought they wouldn't want to see or read or or anything like that. And I wasn't writing for myself. I was writing for other people. So just tell your story, honestly, and what you want to say and your version of it without mm. caring. Yeah. Like, we were talking about this on, on the first draft. For the first draft, just get it out there. Get all your ideas mm-hmm. onto, onto the paper. 
doesn't even need yeah, details. You can work on it later, but just write what you want to write at first, and then you can ask other people. Then you can take criticism and all of that. I I found there's a there's a right and wrong way to go about things. I tend to like personally, I get a lot of messages that are just immediately read my book, yeah. like like de- like people saying read my book, yeah, and I'm like, do that. but no. I don't, like, now I don't want to. Maybe if you had said, hi, do you want to be friends? Like, also, don't ask people, just a side note, don't ask people to read your book if you're not ready to hear the absolute honesty mm. about your work. Yes. If you do, yeah. if you read it, if you're asking other people to read your book just to be praised on it or expecting Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not. You're gonna you be very disappointed. I and it's not gonna get you anywhere. It's not gonna help you at all. I tend, I, I have to admit it. I tend to not read more than maybe a chapter or two uh, when 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 people ask me nicely because I don't do it every time. Um, sometimes I will read some something of theirs, um, and I don't want to be mean. So I try to say it in the nicest way possible, but most people don't want to hear it. You know, even if you're people, people don't want to hear criticism. But I literally the best piece of criticism I have ever heard in my entire life was super ne- not super negative, but like it it was not it it, it was negative. Yeah, this person didn't like it, but I screenshotted that because they said why they didn't like it they said like exactly what they didn't like about it they gave me things to possibly improve on like they sounded like they knew what they were doing and i did not react badly at all because i just thought it was the most yep um mine would probably be like don't do things the way that other people do them just because it's the way they do them if that makes sense like find the way that you need to do things and don't stop yourself from doing them just because it's not the same as someone else so for example you don't need to start at chapter one you can start on the last chapter that might actually be helpful to get your plot in place just like i go chapter one chapter 10 chapter six chapter 47 like you know like you just have these different things in place and you can also just go like a went to the park a meets b you know like you don't need details just like do stuff the way you want to do it however you're doing it just do it if it works for you Mm -hmm. okay what's your process for writing a book all right this one's kind of hard because sometimes it depends so sometimes i'll get an idea for a song and then I'll like listen to the song and I'll write down the plot or sometimes I'll have a character like a specific character in mind and I build the plot around that character um so it really depends but kind of like things that are consistent with me is I'll do a rough plot sketch so I usually use notes in my phone just because I'm not always at home I don't always have a notebook on me or something I'll just kind of be like just you know point form a meets b a and b fall in love b does 
some kind of conflict, blah, blah, blah. Um, my character outlines are pretty much always the same. I have yeah. a really detailed character outline. Also, if anybody ever wants that, you can just DM yeah. me and ask. If you ever just DM me asking me for my character outline, I'll send it to you. Because it's, like, pretty long and detailed and really, really helpful. Because um, if you can answer those questions about your character, yeah. usually yeah. you're, like, pretty yeah. covered. Um, and then I make Pinterest boards, playlists, all that stuff. Then I get started. Not actually, don't really get started sometimes, but <laughs> let's just say I do. Um, to me, it's usually I'll get a small idea for a scene, right? Uh, when I'm first starting the book, or when I'm not even thinking about writing a book, I'll get a small idea and I'll write it down, and then I'll be like, okay, well, that's not enough for a book. I'll write all my ideas down. And then if I keep having ideas for one specific book, I'll go with that. I usually take like a month for just toying around with an idea and writing things down mm -hmm. before I even sit down to be like, okay, let's do this. Um, outlining, I can't stress enough how important outlining is. Yep. Writing just on a whim, to me, did not work. Writing chapter by chapter did not work. I try to do an outline for characters, everything, what their names are, what, when are their birthdays, what's their zodiac sign, I'll do research on their zodiac sign, oh, yeah. um, yep. what their little quirks are, what's their backstory, all of that good stuff. Like Alex said, we both have pretty extensive lists of questions we ask for, for our characters. Then I'll move on to plot. I like my stories to be more driven by the characters than by the plot, but that depends on each person. Usually I get throughout like the day, I'll get ideas for scenes or like a line of dialogue and I'll write it all down. And then when I sit down to outline, I'll look at my notes and fit it all into a tidier version. And then I'll go chapter by chapter writing, um, like, okay, in this chapter, this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens and maybe a few lines of dialogue and then I move on to the next chapter and, and do the same thing. Just get it all out there. Just get all the ideas out there. Just write down everything you can think of. But if you have like an idea, you just need to get it out. Uh, like when you have it, just get it out. Don't don't stop yourself from doing it. It's better to be like, have, a, have an idea and ask yourself, okay, how do I get there? Then not writing it down because you don't know how you would get there even if you don't end yes up using it. yes exactly and it, it yeah. might help even if you don't end up using it it's always useful to have it there yeah i have like scrap i have documents that just have like scrap mm -hmm. chapters just that i'm not going to use but like maybe i'll go through and find something in it and mm -hmm. why not save your words one thing that's it's not my process but i've been trying very hard to make it my process because i've heard so many authors recommend doing this is taking time every single day to write even if it's for an hour or to <laughs> not even write like specifically Sounds so work hard. on your book because if you sit down every day it'll force your brain to like be always working and always turning your ideas around when you're sleeping all the time um, and yep. it'll make it easier to train your brain into trying to pump out ideas all the time and to work on it. 
That's how I wrote my second book in 40 days, because I just yeah. didn't stop. I'm not saying don't stop, like, try to work on it every single day, just to keep yourself in the environment of your book, if that makes sense. Um, and to add something that I forgot to say before with the, the writer's block, because it also ties into the process of writing. One thing that is important for you to know is if it's not working, you can always change. You can always change, and it works for writer's block. If you're working on a scene that doesn't work, change the tone of voice. Um, it'll give you a different perspective into the story or into the scene or whatever. It'll make it feel a little more fresh, and you'll feel like you're wiggling out, mm -hmm. out of that block. But yeah, basically, outline, know your characters, and try to work on it as consistently as you can. That would be my advice. Yeah, you gotta build those good habits. I feel like 10 days, like once you just get 10 yeah. days, it's just, you know, easier yeah. after that. Change, change the, the weather, weather, change the narrator, <laughs> change the setting. All right, who is your favorite character of your own creation and why did you make them that way? Mm. Yeah, I me like too. This question. My favorite character of my own creation is, his name's Brooks Bennett. He's a character. We stand, we stand him. him. He's a character in my next book that I'm working on. Still, I haven't yet decided on the title of the book, so I can't tell you. But it's going to be an enemies to lovers romance about these two characters. One is named Brooks. One is named Merrick. They, they've oh, wow. been kind of... They've kind of have a, had a rivalry since they were kids. And Merrick is this very proper guy he's super pristine he plays um d d1 hockey he he's in med school he's very tidy he's very polite and brooks basically is the exact opposite of eric he he's <laughs> not he's messy he's a teaser he doesn't take anything very seriously but he's the character i've most enjoyed getting to know and he's the one i'm the most excited to explore and to see how other people react to him something i think that's so crazy about like creating your own characters and i like I, if you're not a writer i i don't think you'd understand but it's like these characters mm -hmm. exist in a pocket of the yeah. world and we're pulling them out like we're the ones that are meeting them before yeah. anyone else is and it's like they're fully formed they're characters but they're know. just a little yeah. blurry and you need to get to know them, and we're the only ones who can get to know them at yeah, first, I think you know? The best. It's just, like, that's how, that's genuinely how I feel about it, is they already exist. I'm just, bringing them like, pulling bringing them Bringing them out. back to life and introducing yeah. them to other people. Um, for myself, my favorite character is probably Reese. He's from my third book in the Greenville Girls series, Aqua Eyes. Um, he is one of the main characters in the book. Like, I guess both of the characters are love interests because mm -hmm. it switches point of views. But he's like this, he's almost like a, he's, I kind of think of him as like a chocolate lab <laughs> or something. Um, he's just, he's really sweet and really friendly and kind and welcoming to people. And he's just that kind of friend that everyone wishes they had. But he's also like really fun and energetic and he's just I don't know you I wanted someone that's like wholesome for every one of my characters and there you know he has mm -hmm. he has his faults but there's just 
there's just something about him that makes him so special to me and uh he's he's kind of like the rock for my characters and you i mean i feel like i don't show it enough in the books but my 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 newest book that's gonna be coming out eventually when i end up finishing writing it someday um (laughs) is called sweet envy and we see this a lot he's kind of like like it it goes a little deeper into like how he is that person and it just yeah he makes me he makes me so happy i don't think there's one person who has read your books that dislikes reese if you and i hope you no if you just like i hope you you. drawing this parallel for people who haven't read your book but the only way that i can describe reese is he has the same energy that styles stolinsky has He's just <gasps> exactly. It, he's exactly. just the cutie of the group. He's like goofy and funny, but can also be very serious. And he's super charming. And mm. yeah, I think he's a great character. He uh, Styles was like in my head he, when I was creating Reese. And I know that you you still, I still see every Dylan O'Brien when you yeah, because- when you picture Reese. And originally, that's who I said. I said that his face claim was Dylan O'Brien, but only because he. His personality is just so much like Styles, and I I hadn't even watched I watched Teen Wolf like years before I wrote these books, but no, it was just to me it was an yeah immediate click. It, it, it's just too it was too an immediate click like, like I didn't I didn't know Alex when I read her books, but when I read about Reese I was like oh he's I, I love him he's a lot like Styles and he's a very enjoyable character, um, so yeah it's not because she had told me or anything it's just i draw the parallel and a lot of people seemed to think kind of like the similar things oh yeah lots of people see that but yeah he's my he's my chocolate lab okay what's your editing process we got a process for this (laughs) uh first of all let me just say i freaking hate editing it is the bane of my existence it's the thing i um it makes me resent my books because I have read my books like 674 times each. Um, that is, I have counted. That's how many times I've read them. Um, no more, no less. 674 times. <laughs> um, so I go, I write in Google Docs, by the way, it, just because it saves automatically. And it's just, I'm not. I'm not taking that risk. Um, it also is just like easier for me to use than Wattpad now because I can keep all my chapters in one place and I don't have to like exit out of each chapter. So I turn on Grammarly because I am one of those people that can't get past spelling errors and need to fix them immediately because I'm a Virgo. Um, <laughs> shut up, Karen. It's not because you're a Scorpio, you're just a bitch. Whatever. I changed the font. So I usually write in like. Times you run What you said? <laughs> so Shadow Karen, I thought you meant your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, that's not something I would say to my mother. Well, no. Hi, future Alex here. Just wanted to pop in to tell you guys that uh, the next bit of this episode 
it uh, it kind of sounds like there's very rapid breathing or that maybe MJ is having a panic attack in the background. And I just wanted to let you know that this is not the case. Uh, MJ and I have been laughing about this for like the past hour while we've been editing. And we like obviously someone would notice. So we just wanted to let you guys know that that's not the case. It's just my microphone was like rubbing against my sweater. I'm going to try not to let this happen again. So, yeah, and uh, enjoy the rest of the episode, even though you probably won't get any of the content because you'll probably be laughing, too. Uh, so I'll change the font to something that, I, um, that I'm not used to reading. So, like, I usually make it different, but Comic Sans is something that I find that's easier um, to, to edit with. Because when you change the font to something that you're not used to reading, your brain automatically picks out the things that are wrong easier. Um I update my character outlines. Aren't you so Wait, smart? Oh, I'm so smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't being like, condescending. I wasn't being oh. condescending. I literally asked, oh. isn't she so smart? But you didn't hear. Oh, <laughs> I have to make self-deprecating <laughs> jokes. That's how I roll. Um, stop sorry. complimenting I'm... me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I update my character outlines, so, like, you know, I, I have, like, really detailed character outlines, but sometimes things change in my mind, so I change that, I make sure that I have that all updated in one place, so that whenever I'm writing and, or editing and I go back to look at it, I can change it and make sure that it's all consistent. Um, also making sure that my characters are just fully developed, like, if I have any unanswered questions, hopefully once I'm done writing the book, I have them answered and I can go back and, you know, maybe add in some little Easter eggs, stuff like that. Um, you know, changing, adding, changing details. Um, I make goals for what I want to accomplish with my book, so I'm like, uh, I want this book to be for the audience, like, you know, like, 14 to 18 year olds or something so or I want my book to invoke a certain feeling I want this character to act this way I want their tone of voice to be like this I will write them down on a sticky note and I'll stick them on the side of my laptop so that I can see it when I'm writing um or editing and I'll look at them constantly because they're just, like, hanging off my laptop, like, in the way. I'll make it, like, bright pink or bright blue. Actually, blue. They're always blue. Um, But, yeah, so that helps, too, just having things in your field of vision, like, so that you keep them in your mind. Um, And then reading out loud to a friend. We've found that that helps a lot, too, because your friend or your editor... You read your chapter out loud so they can hear the tone that you want while they read through and You're edit. Also reading it to another um, person. So, you know, making some changes. Reading it to another person makes you kind of more aware of what you're reading and what you're saying. It makes you be more... Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. dialogue. Not, not every word needs to flow super well. Yeah. Unless it's in dialogue, because that those are actually how they're that's, saying it. Some words just look better in books than they're said out loud, and that's totally fine because they're in books. Most people don't yeah, read that's out loud. Yeah, I wanted to. Um, but in dialogue, that I'm helps sorry. A lot. Uh, that's one thing I wanted to point out before. And like, we'll when when we finish with the questions, we're gonna get a little bit into like just general tips or to sum up what we just said. Uh, but a little tip that can fit into this conversation is that what you write needs to feel real to the reader. And if your dialogue is stiff or too forced, or is maybe something that a, 
a normal person wouldn't say it'll take the reader out of it so when you're reading to another person mm -hmm. you can kind of see that you come you become more aware of okay maybe a real person wouldn't say it like this or they wouldn't put it yes yeah yeah or if you're reading it and you know what the tone is supposed to be like but the but the person that's like listening to you and reading it out loud is like that's not how it sounded like that's not how yeah. it came across to me when i was reading it and so you change things to make sure that you're on the same page and then last thing <laughs> is just like something most of these things are like all mistakes that i have made that i am now trying to fix um make sure you know what point of view you want to use when you start writing your book otherwise you'll have don't don't do one chapter first person one chapter third person one chapter limited omniscient like it's just <laughs> You're gonna, you're just gonna mess things up, and it's super confusing. And you just stick with, stick with something. Make sure you know what that is, um, and and why you're choosing that. Yeah, um, that's that's the thing I've learned, and that I've done for my for my new book that I'm writing. I started, and it was in first person, and it switched point of view, and then I was like, mm, it doesn't really sound right. And then I wrote it in third person, limited point of view. Um, and it worked a lot better. I I felt like it make it it made it a lot better. Um, but it, I think that's a good tip. Like if you're writing your first chapter, write it in first person, then write it in third person, then write it in omniscient. Try try out all of them and see which which one you think works better for the story you're trying to tell. And also you have to consider mm -hmm. obviously you have to consider. Uh, what's going to happen later um if you're going to need a, an omniscient if you're going to need a per just first person account try to decide first on your point of view so as not to be going back and forth all the time absolutely and like if you you know there's like certain point of views that you prefer to read or prefer to write but sometimes there's just one that works a lot better for example there's there's a romance and there's this one guy and he knows exactly how he feels and he's the main character and he's in love with this other guy and that guy you're not supposed to know how he feels so you should do first person in that one person like in a character a's point of view the whole time so that you can hide person B's feelings you know that's a that's a um, pretty basic plot but there's a reason that people keep things first person and there's a reason that people switch point of views and you just have to keep that in mind for your own one books. thing um also to like just clarify about what we're saying is there are not not there are no real rules to writing mm. what works mm -hmm. if going from if changing from one character to another in points of view works do that it, you could potentially if you do it right you could potentially write a whole book that's in one character's point of view and there is one scene in another character's point of view and mm. if you do it right it'll work it's so it can be so it can be powerful. so good there are no rules that it's your book because if you're just starting out start easy just um don't overcomplicate it for yourself because you're gonna overwhelm yourself so just focus on telling a story and then when you edit you can go back and think on the things you could add the things you could play with uh the style the point of, the points of view all that good stuff um but don't complicate it for yourself right from the beginning because you'll you'll get tired of yourself very quickly you can't break 
if you do it right if you do it right mm-hmm. it'll work okay um yeah good point uh for the next question uh <laughs> how do you manage to stay focused during your writing process that's MJ? very easy i don't um um i'm i don't have the ability to stay focused for very long i can sit down and write for like seven hours straight and then not write for 30 days uh i'm not and I, we're just being honest i i am not trying to be preachy in what what i said before that you should write every day i don't do it um I, but i know no. what i should be doing i i i don't even remember the last time i wrote something like a week ago maybe it was like just like 600 words completely irrelevant to any story that i'm writing no but if i'm if i'm being honest and if i'm trying to stay focused usually though most of my ideas come just when like at the worst times maybe i'm going to sleep. Mm. like um, you're asleep I'm, asleep it's 4 a.m and i'm like i need to write this down and i write seven pages (laughs) on my notes app um or i'm like washing the dishes and my hands are wet and i'm like i need to write this down right now um but if you're sitting down and you're writing i think the best you can do to stay focused is put yourself in a place that's quiet that very limited that'll allow you to just focus on what you're doing in the moment um but that doesn't work for everyone some people write in like loud coffee shops and and it works yeah see for me it's super weird i have zero zero focus like i cannot focus at all so i'll be at home and i have there's just one sound and i'm done writing for the day like there's that's it someone makes a sound in my house I'm done. But I I could go to Starbucks and write, and I'm totally fine. Oh, yeah, like, totally. I mean, not anymore, obviously. I haven't done that in, like, over a year. But, but like, being in a crowded place with lots of noise and stuff, and I could focus. But if there, there was, like, someone ha- was having a conversation, I hear, like, a specific word that tunes my ears in, I'm yeah. done. So my my easy answer to that is I don't I think, stay focused during I think my focus writing process. Is- what writing process? Focus is more of a thing uh, that you will yourself to do because if you're forcing yourself, if you are like, okay, I'm just gonna be in my room, no distractions, no sounds, nothing, and I'm gonna sit down. And the thing, the, the ideas are not coming. I've heard writers say, stay seated and try for as long as you can. I don't remember who said this, but someone said that writing is sitting down in front of a page, looking at it until you're, until you bleed. Um, oh yes, yeah. It's I'm not saying it accurately. <laughs> I'm just going from memory. But I don't know. That is yeah, also for a metaphor. me. Like, focus is something <laughs> so, um, that depends. Like I could be in complete silence and not be focused, and I but I've written full like four chapters on an airplane my dad moonlights as a dj and i have written like 10 chapters sitting next to him booming music in my ear so it just depends on you telling yourself okay i'm going to do this when inspiration hits and stay stay focused when inspiration Mm -hmm. hits. yeah don't don't force yourself or you're just gonna learn to resent it just let things flow 
Unless you have a very specific deadline, yeah. and then, you know, you're, you might just be <laughs> fucked, but whatever. I feel like maybe we're <laughs> contradicting ourselves a little bit, but it's, like, Hey, we're not perfect. No, we're, not we're professionals. Just... Why are you listening to us? Go to a, go, go to a podcast from Stephen <laughs> King or something. He knows what he's talking about. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. I made a list okay. of some resources that I thought that these are all things that I use. Um, I, MJ, you tell I me if you agree that. with any of these, but I was gonna name them, tell you like why I like them, how I use them. So, yeah. So here's here's some of my writing resources that I use. Yes. Google Docs. It's free, first of all, um, and I like it because it saves automatically. I have never lost anything on Google Docs before. You can't save it. But if you, yeah, but like, like you, you can technically lose stuff. Like if you lose internet connection or something like that, but usually it saves, like, it's like something every like 30 seconds or something like that. So usually the most you can lose is like a paragraph, which is, you know, super great. Um, I like editing on it because it has like an editing feature where you send it to someone and you can only let them go in editing mode or they can do suggesting mode. That's really cool. You can like approve suggestions. Um, and it has a lot of space. Like you, this, you can write this a is lot not of sponsored books because by Google. it's like, <laughs> it's a disclaimer. <laughs> this is not if sponsored anyone by wants anyone. to sponsor us, you're very welcome. Yeah, if anyone wants to Google, <laughs> hit me up. Grammarly. I've already talked about Grammarly. This is not up Grammarly. Um, but it's really helpful because it's, it is free. They they have a paid version, but I use, I just use the free version. It works for me. Um, but it's completely necessary. You need it. Um, do not think that you can get away with spelling errors because you can't. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm reading, if there are certain number of spelling errors in your book i will stop i can't continue um it's just it's just helpful like why not have the best spelling that you can it makes it bold red if it's wrong um and it'll even add commas where you need it and you know specific punctuation and it also can change different dialects so i'm from canada but my books take place in america so i can make it american english and it'll fix everything for me when i add use in places that use aren't supposed to be um it'll change all of that for me so that's really helpful too um making covers i make all my own covers and i made mj's cover too i I made her two covers her last two covers um and i i used canva and i used the free version to make ours i have the pro version now which i've been making like cool graphics with and stuff i i think the pro version is definitely worth it you can also get the pro version and share it with a bunch of different people if you wanted to like all pay like three dollars a month or something um but it's i think it's like 15 dollars a month i'm not really sure but I love Canva. It's super cool. It has a lot of graphics. It's really easy to use. And then the more you use it, the more like complex you can do stuff, which is really cool. Um, and it's good quality. You can save as PNGs um, instead of JPEGs, if you know what that means. Um, but it just means it's like a better quality photo. And it also has dimensions that are Wattpad book cover. So it's very specific size, which is cool. For writing, I recently started using Scrivener and it's a one-time purchase. 
Um, so if you can afford it, I think it's really cool because there's like no distractions. It's a really good outline. Uh, you can make your own templates for novels and it shows you like it's just it's like the whole book in one place but you can find things so easily and you can it just helps you help yourself um, which I find is really cool and it's completely customizable uh, like I said you can make your own templates and it's really efficient do you want to talk about uh, masterclass because yeah use so it more basically masterclass you've probably heard about it it's an online platform where you can learn from professionals they're recorded classes it's a you you buy the yearly subscription or you can buy classes individually um, they're all recorded they're all by professional authors and personally I've learned a lot there so much you can watch it whenever you want they there's so with, much content too they come with like workbooks like class books that are so like a PDF of all the tips that they gave during the class. They even give you exercises, which is really cool. Um, yeah, basically, I think it's a, and it's not only for writing. There's classes on anything. There's, I, there, I think there's mm -hmm. even a class for cooking. Yeah, I think even dancing. Tony Hawk has a class on skateboarding. Oh yeah, so, skateboarding. Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll come in handy for pretty much anything you want to do. So if you have the money. Um, you can either pay a yearly subscription to have access to everything, or you can just buy a specific class from a specific teacher and just watch that one. Uh, but yeah, 100% recommend. Another thing that we've both been using recently that we've definitely Absolutely. taken advantage of, and it's just like mm -hmm. a little too much fun, is Art Art Breeder. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's you can it's, it's a really good for making characters that... but like you can you can like use and morph faces to how you want them to look like and you can find like images of people that look similar to what you have in your mind and you can like breed them with other images and morph them morph the two together and it's it's, it's... so interesting and you you've probably or, seen these yeah. on our instagrams yeah it's We've been, been going around on characters. tiktok too a lot it's basically a computer generated images um and you can create characters landscapes anime characters mm -hmm. furries for some reason um i'm not hating on fairies I'm not for hey, hating on furries, by the way. It's just a very niche thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can basically do do a lot of with it. You can do everything, but it is really good to like if you want to visualize your characters. It's a great tool. I think it's so much better to make make and create your own face claims rather yeah. than using celebrities because I feel like people attach like personality <laughs> right like say it's dylan o'brien or yeah we don't want to talk about that we don't want to talk about stephen james anymore um but yeah you know he's canceled anyways um but like for example mm -hmm. my character reese he was originally dylan o'brien so but he had that personality mm -hmm. to go with it so that's why it worked but if you have like someone who plays an actor that's really mean and you have that as a face claim for someone who's really nice like people will automatically 
create their own idea of your character no matter what you say so i think it's nice to like create it yourself and then another thing that i've been using recently i know a lot of people only use it in november but nanowrimo it's short for national novel writing month which is the month of november where people will try to write fifty thousand. is it 50 i think it's fifty thousand words in the month it's, it's really good for like accountability, but I've been using it just to keep track of how many words I'm writing. I just kind of want to be like, oh my god, in my writing life, I've written over 200,000 words. Like, that's cool to know. And just like keep track of my progress on all of my books. And you can make them completely private so that no one can see them. Or you can make certain ones public, you can add the covers, and you can add your friends. So it's just, you know, it's kind of cool to see what they're up to and let people see what you're doing. And it totally um... works. Yeah. Keeping it simple is you don't, it can be really good. I've you don't just need been trying out new be, things. To be a, a writer, you can use, you can even write just on paper mm. if you want to. We're just giving out things that might be mm-hmm. useful to some. Yeah, that's all I got for the resources. Um, if you have anything I don't, to add? I don't have anything to add to the resources. I use exactly the same things that she does. Even, like, less things. I usually just use Google Docs, thesaurus. But get grammar. <laughs> yeah, you need, you need to improve your grammar. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 Yeah, so basically before we closed up on this episode, I just wanted to give a few general tips that I've picked up and that I feel like are useful. Some we've said here, just to sum up, um, first of all, write down everything, every single thing. Um, oh, literally if you if you like journaling everything. that's a great habit to have um, I've heard it's very mm-hmm. useful I don't personally journal but I wish I did because like I said I wrote an entire book of experiences and I wish I had the more details at that time but just write everything down nothing Dude, I've been writing down stuff that I, like, <laughs> should not be writing down. But I'm writing it down anyway. You know how oh. you can lock notes? I did not Best know you could do ever. that. Just saying. No one goes on my phone but me, but I lock my notes um, anyways. Okay, then tying into that, have fun with your first draft. Your first draft is for your mm. eyes only. It's for you. Just do whatever you want to do with it, and you can fix the rest later. You can figure it out later. You can see what other people think later. Don't don't get so caught up in everything. Let yourself Mm -hmm. enjoy. The first draft is for your eyes only, and it doesn't matter. You're gonna write three hundred thousand drafts, so do not worry. Just get it out there. You're gonna edit it six hundred and seventy-four times, just like me. Uh, Getting from one idea to a plot. Develop your ideas first. Write a few. Write out a few scenes. Write out a few lines of dialogue. But don't. But don't let of it course. stop you from writing those chapters. No, of course. Um, those ideas. What I meant is like, if if developing an idea is just writing out a whole chapter, absolutely do it. Um, but don't worry about your idea not fitting into your plot, because if it's good, mm. maybe mm-hmm. eventually you'll find a way to fit it there, or you'll, or you'll change your plot yeah. to to go with your idea you can you can build a plot yeah. out of a character a small mm-hmm. idea a setting like you mm-hmm. you can really don't do worry about your style don't worry about writing things that have been done something alex tells me all the time is it hasn't been done by you people have not seen it yeah. the way 
you see it. But everyone writes that. But everyone does that. But every like I've already read this book before. No. But have you written it? Have you mm-hmm. done? Have you tried it yet? No Things, one's seen what like, you've done. Don't don't. And this no, isn't like don't plagiarize or anything. Please don't do that because it's happened, it's happened to me before. Sucks. It mm-hmm. sucks and it's heartbreaking. But like, you know, you can yeah, make ideas yeah. Take for yours. example, I don't know, Greek mythology, um, fables, um, kids, kids books, mm. and, and stuff like that. Those have been redone so many times, and people still find ways to yes. make it new and fresh and interesting. So mm-hmm. we don't, you don't know what your take on a specific topic could could be different yep um i don't think that sentence made any sense but moving on no I um think yeah so in the beginning you're probably just going to be a merge of all the authors you like and that's okay everyone starts from yep. somewhere um and don't don't worry about it like we said you can Go back, and your style is going to change. Your voice is going to change. Everything is going to change. So don't worry. Don't yeah. fret. Don't the worry about things. that too much. No, you haven't done it yet. Draw from what you know, and if you do not know about something, do your research. Please do your research in moderation, because research, in in theory, is a great idea until you end up on YouTube clicking any mm-hmm. video that pops mm-hmm. up after the first one and then you get to giraffes got... somehow i don't know how you got there but you're watching videos about giraffes now or otters fighting alligators and that's that I've, means you're procrastinating i've done <laughs> four do days <laughs> of research and talking to to people who know about the subject just to write like half a chapter with a football scene. I watched an entire day's worth of <laughs> NHL moments, NHL funny moments, NHL like people getting hurt, NHL fu- like. But the thing an is, entire day. But the thing gone. is, people appreciate it because um, if you if you write about, um, I don't know, maybe people don't care that much about like sports scene. Let's say if you don't know the sport, but people who do know the sport will be so quick to point out, oh, mm, this doesn't happen, true. you fucking idiot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so quick. They will roast you. Yeah, so no do your research. Um, if you're writing about things that you don't personally have experience with, doesn't mean you can't write about them, but know about them before you do. I just keep it vague, like, for the soccer stuff. I've played soccer before. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do know. But I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that, One thing leave that to the imagination. One thing is how you write from a male point of view, being a woman. Um, mm, that's a good I one. I personally read a lot of books that are from male points of view. So maybe people will tell you, oh, but mm-hmm. men don't really think like that. Okay. Men in, liter- men in literature yeah. kind of do. You can make them think however the hell you want them to think. It's yeah. your guy. You made him. <laughs> He's not real. If that's how he thinks, that's how he thinks. Clip this like, and put it next to you an hour ago. You saying, they are real people and we're bringing them to life. <laughs>
<laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not anyone. It's no one else no. but whoever you're writing. <laughs> um, fuck. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if you wanted, I said what I said. If you... Did I stutter? Did if I you stutter? wanted people who didn't contradict themselves, why did you click on this? <laughs> why are you still listening? I obviously have proven that I don't know what I'm talking about. Basically, that's that's all I, I wanted to say for tips. We could do other episodes focusing on specific things about writing, like world building, character building, dialogue, and all that stuff. We could get into it if if you want us to, but we need to talk more at length about that and if we did in this episode it would be three days long yeah so just let us know like just send us messages tell us what you think tell us what parts were boring like we we've never done this before we're just we're kind of just like chatting a little bit and answering some questions um but like tell us what you yeah what you like what you don't like what you want to see uh yeah send us messages we we always answer them like there's we never have. I read yeah, all my I, messages. I read every single message I that anyone sends on any to platform. All my messages. I read all my comments. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I, reply I, all, so. I read all the the things people leave on my message board on Wattpad, on my Instagram, on my Twitter, everything. So if you have any requests, questions, any any criticism at all, it's absolutely welcome. We would mm-hmm. thank you for it. I mean, because we're very sensitive. Warning. I will cry. I will cry. Like it I can't said, be negative. Absolutely. It can be negative. Like tell us what tell us what we did wrong. This is, I think that's everything we have. You can find us on Instagram as at Penpals Guide. You can write to us there. You can find me specifically on Wattpad, Instagram, and Twitter as MJ Writing, M with a double M. You can find me on TikTok at M underscore J underscore Writing. You can find me everywhere at at Alexandra Marie, mm-hmm. but the I in Marie is a one. So, yeah, because the um, so like, um, fuck you, Alexandra <laughs> Marie. Just I. a reminder: if you have anything you need advice on, or any question that's not particularly about writing or anything we've talked about, it literally be about mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. We will just take our best crack at it.